0: when you are in balance when you're standing in balance you're not moving the minute you take a step forward you are out of balance mm-hmm. and so to me balance becomes very much a space where you are in your comfort zone and you're not growing because you're balanced and you're standing in balance and even even objects in motion create a you know like the the planets fall around each other because their escape velocity and their gravitational pull are equal and they and they stay in these orbits that balance though, is not shifting to something new. So for me, when I talk about harmony, you have to get out of balance to be in harmony. So the minute you take a step, you're out of balance, but if you're stepping towards your desires, then you're
1: in harmony. Hey, this is a quick shout out from one of our awesome sponsors. Check this out. Thank you to Tracy down at Tranquil Turn Massage in downtown Coeur d'Alene. Look, my wife and I, we see Tracy and her team every single month for couples massage and it is the best thing. Tracy is a master massage specialist and a Hanu Ashiatsu trainer. You need to reach out to Tracy and her team. Make sure that you tell them that I sent you and you'll get 25 bucks off your next massage. Also, while you're there, check out CDA Brows Body and Ink. Make sure to tell Tracy that I sent you and you'll save 100 bucks on your next tattoo brow and plasma tightening services. Chip, you're the founder and CEO of Book Jedi. You're an entrepreneur, you're a coach, you're an author, and so much more, man. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. So great to be here. Uh, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I'd like to kick things off by going back a bit. Where did you grow up, and what was Charlotte like for you?
0: Yeah. So I uh, I grew up in, I was actually born in Utah. And, uh, when I was very young, apparently I okay. was a cute baby because I won a pageant. I was the junior Prince of sunset. So I like to joke around with the, with many of my clients now who are in that space and say, yeah, I was a pageant winner. So, uh, but, uh, when I was young, my dad was in school and, uh, he, we went to Chicago for his, his schooling. He became a chiropractor. And when he was working in the cadaver labs, uh, he would take me there. I was five years old and he would put me on the table and teach me the muscles as he dissected. So I fell in love with the human body at a very young age. Wow. Uh fell, fell in love with the mind in you know, junior high and high school, been reading all my life and primarily focused on becoming a better human and personal development. Uh, I was fortunate enough to start working with uh, Stephen Covey in the 90s. and traveled with him uh, and really fell in love with the different ways people look at things, because like Stephen Covey, he didn't build anything new with his seven habits. What he did was he put together um, a framework for these habits that have been around forever that really resonated with people and uh, frameworks became kind of my thing. I worked in corporate America for a long time. And while I was in corporate uh, helping, helping grow companies doing strategy and, and marketing as an executive at, at multiple different companies and startups, And, uh, I was reading the whole time and I would, uh, when I read a book I loved, I would write to the author and I would say, Hey, love this book. This is what changed my, you know, this is what it did for me. And many of them started responding and they would respond and they'd be like, thank you. And then, you know, a year later I would hear from them and they'd be like, Hey, I got a new book. Do you want to read it before it comes out? And I'd be like, okay. And I would start to read those. And then I had thoughts on them. And so I reached out to a couple of those authors and I said, hey, would you be interested in my feedback on what you wrote? And they're like, absolutely. And so I'd send back this edited document of their whole book. And the responses I got were like, wow, this is amazing. Do you want to help me like actually edit and get paid for my next book? And then they asked me if I could write. And so on the sideline of corporate, this just kind of grew into something big. And I started putting people on stages uh, and helping people tell their stories. And i worked now with some of the biggest names in the business. So it's been, been a lot of fun.
1: Come on, man. That's so awesome, dude. It's so important to help people share their stories and, and be vulnerable with your story. And I think, I mean, I'm 43 now. I didn't share my story until I was 39 years old. And once I did, man, it was just this huge weight off my shoulders and things like that. When you're working with clients there and helping them kind of to, to get comfortable sharing their story, what are those steps you're taking them through?
0: Yeah, That's a fantastic question. And uh, it's so true. Telling our story really changes our lives. And I'm a what I, what I like to start with is I'm a big believer in time travel. Not that you can go back and change what happened, but that you can change the meaning that you give it because our lives are about the stories we tell and they're about the meaning we give. And what I do with people is I help them move through their life and find the things that were impactful and help them rewrite their story in a way that designs their life to be the life they want. Uh, You know, it's, one of, the, one of the things that I think is amazing when people start to realize this is the you that you know exists only in your mind. And the you that someone else knows exists only in their mind. So if the only place that you exist that you know, uh, or who, the person that you know, if the only place that exists is in your mind, then why not be the person that you want to be? <laughs> and uh, so, so that's when you can take that power and then you can say, okay, so what are my stories? What's my experience and what do I want my life to look like? It really becomes powerful. Uh, I found with all of the authors that I work with that the impact of, and the exercise of writing makes a huge difference in how they perceive things. It shifts everything for them. Uh, Reflection is one of the things that when they measure happiness, uh, being able to reflect on your life is actually where a lot of happiness is found. And writing that down is a big part of that. So book Jedi, actually, there's an acronym for Jedi, which is a book's journey of evolution, disruption and impact. Uh, and I find it both for the authors and the readers that, that the impact from the books, that's that's what I like to find for people.
1: Yeah, man, that's so good. And I mean, if someone's seeking harmony and truth and connection, like how do they get aligned and start to live their life to the fullest I love that
0: question like uh, and the fact that you use the word harmony is fantastic uh, I actually teach harmony over balance uh, for me people often come to me and they're like I don't feel in balance and they want to feel balance, and they look at these things that they can add to their life to feel balance right and one of the one of the things that I think we often do as humans in general is we have an additive bias so there's a there's a great video of uh, these Lego toys where there's uh, it's an off balance set of Legos and people are given this set of Legos and they are like balance this out and almost everyone adds a leg to the to the toy to make sure so it sits level instead of taking away a leg and often subtracting is more powerful than adding uh, so so that's one of the things that that I help people do is um, subtract what needs to be subtracted. And I totally just forgot the question you asked me. I was yeah. going somewhere uh, with it.
1: No, <laughs> no, you're good, dude. I, I Basically, I was just asking, like, how can people get aligned and kind of start to live their life the fullest oh, yes. if they're seeking yeah. that, you know, harmony and truth and connection, right?
0: Yeah, so, yes, harmony and balance. So I, got, good, I got sidetracked
1: on the of the thing. But, uh,
0: <laughs> but, yeah,
1: so for me,
0: balance. <laughs> so talk, I, I love when, this, man. When you talk about balance, balance. Uh, when you are in balance when you're standing in balance you're not moving the minute you take a step forward you are out of balance Mm -hmm. and so to me balance becomes very much a space where you are in your comfort zone and you're not growing because you're balanced and you're standing in balance and even even objects in motion create a you know like the the planets fall around each other because their escape velocity and their gravitational pull are equal and they and they stay In these orbits. That balance, though, is not shifting to something new. So, for me, when I talk about harmony, you have to get out of balance to be in harmony. So, the minute you take a step, you're out of balance. But if you're stepping towards your desires, then you're in harmony. And I love to have people, what I do is I do a reverse calendar, which is take what you're doing, write it down after the fact, and say, What did I do today? List it all down, and then look at that compared to what is it I want to be doing? Where, where is my heart and where do I want to be spending my time? And when you start to look at your calendar, you can see where you're out of harmony and you can start to bring those frequencies into alignment.
1: Yeah. Oh man. That's so good, dude. I think it's so important to reflect and and look at those things and make pivots and changes, man. It's so good. I know you've read a ton of books throughout your life there. Is there one that comes to mind that really kind of made this massive impact on you, though?
0: Wow. You know, I, I get asked the book question all the time, right? Because, uh, you know, you read a book a week for 25, 30 yeah. years and, and people are like, oh, what book should I read on this? What was your favorite book? <laughs> and, you know, for me, that that that's a hard question yeah. because there's different elements to these different books, right? Uh, obviously, like right. I said, uh, Stephen, Covey, yep. Stephen Covey had an impact on me early on with personal development uh, because of the framework idea. But what I found yeah. since then is as I read these books and I, and I start to align with them, I find the frameworks in these books. And then I look at people when and someone, when someone comes to me and says, what's the best book on leadership, you know, I will ask them questions about what's important to them and what fits for them before I recommend a book. Uh, you know, there are books like one book that I enjoy is the 5 a.m. Club, but that is definitely not a book for everyone. Like I, I think if everyone tried to get up at 5 a.m., we'd right. have a bunch of miserable people. <laughs> like I am I'm one of those guys where I get my <laughs> totally. best work done from ten at night to two in the morning. That's like my that's like when I click in the flow and it's just like cranking stuff out. So so, frameworks to me of books are important, but yeah. I could I could absolutely give you a list of some of my favorites uh, that have had a huge impact on me. Um, some of these are with authors that I work with, so it's you know maybe a little biased. <laughs> but uh, sure, uh, the, sure, sure. The yeah. art of The Art of Impossible by Stephen Kotler is one of my favorite books. Uh, Atomic Habits uh, by by James Clear is another one. Uh, the Myth of Normal by yeah. Robert Latte um, deviate by Bo Lotto. Like, uh, deviate is, is one of the books that really helped me shift and Bo, and all of Bo's work shift my views on reality and perception. Uh, we actually did a movie that won the LA film mm-hmm. festival and I think it was 2018 or 19, uh, based on perception. And that was huge. Um, some of the books like, uh, Ray Kurzweil and Peter Diamantes are, are two of my big, uh, I, I, love the way their brains work and the way they think about the future. Um, in many positions and roles throughout my career, I was often called a futurist just because of the, the things that I leaned into to try and build businesses with a strategic focus. Right. Um, as far as a book that kicked it off yep. though. Wow. Um. Blue bear bicycling backwards. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's uh yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. things, it's it's <laughs> one of those things where it's like, I've been reading so much my whole life. Uh, when I was in elementary school, my mom yeah. gave me a summer challenge to read 100 books, and I did, and and I and I loved it, and haven't haven't looked back. Um, you know, I, I read everything from sci-fi and fantasy to. Uh, you know mystery to to even romance novels to like whatever right um i have a couple of my kids that love to read and i've read all of the teeny loves teeny bob love, love stories whatever because i would read the same books as my kids did uh you know when my daughter was going through her teenage years and she was reading the yeah the, all those cute books with the you know all the little love stories i was reading all those books too and you know, read all the like Twilight and all those all those different series, right? Because my kids did, and um, to me, reading yeah. is one of the best ways to grow empathy. So to me, um, traveling to new countries and talking with people and reading are three of the best ways to grow your empathy, because when you can actually see from someone else's perspective, yeah. it shifts the way you see yourself and the way you see life. That was a long answer for no answer.
1: <laughs> so important man, I hadn't looked at it. No, that was so good, dude. I like I, I think <laughs> like I hadn't looked at it from that perspective before, man. And it's so true, man. Um I mean talking about traveling, you, you host these book Jedi Masterminds, which they look so rad. Uh and you know you talk about the difference between an average person and a super successful person. Uh, Tell me about your masterminds and and what is the difference or what is it that super successful people do that the average person is not doing?
0: Yeah, so I'll tell you a little bit about my masterminds. Um, I run masterminds around the world, uh, helping people tell their stories. And part of telling your story is pushing you a little bit out of your comfort zone, pushing you in creative flow and into novel spaces. So we'll do, for example, we'll take a group down to Costa Rica We'll have sessions where we're writing, where we're talking about what they're uh, writing, and then we'll take them whitewater rafting or jumping off waterfalls, uh, teaching them surfing. We do all these things throughout the week mixed in with the writing. Uh, Our brains are these super powerful pattern recognition machines. So if we give them questions and then we get out of the way, often that information will come to us while we're in creative and novel states. And so that's one of the things we do, we'll we'll write, we'll come up with questions, we'll go do an experience. We'll come back, write some more, uh, talk about it, work through it. Uh, and by the end of the week, what we do is we put each of these people on stage in front of everyone else. We record them and, um, we give them a one page for speaking. We put them, we put together kind of a brand package for them of who they are, what they represent, what their stories are, and they can take that and either speak on stages or we can continue with a book or put them on podcasts or even in friendships and relationships in your career at work, stories are what we connect to. And so moving people into the space where they have those stories, we send them back home uh, as an international speaker because now they've spoken both in, in multiple countries and uh, we have a video for them and photos. Yeah. So they can, they can take that anywhere they want to run with it. Um,
1: but uh Yeah, anyway. No, that's good, man. That's good, dude. Uh, You and I, we met at Greg Reed's Prosperity Camp a couple years back, and uh, it's such a fun event. And one of the guys that you met, or maybe you didn't meet him at at Prosperity Camp, but you met through Greg Reed, possibly I know that Coolio has spoken at some of Greg Reed's events, and you were connected with him I mean, he just seemed like a cool guy. But what was Coolio like, and how did he impact you? Yeah, Coolio
0: was an amazing guy. And um, I got to spend some really fun times with him. And I loved his ability to look for the good in life. Uh, The fact that that he had good relationships with all of his kids. And, um, you know, he he just – he had this love in him. I remember – uh, we had dinner, we were having dinner once and we were sitting there across the table from each other. And he looked at me and he said, he's like, Chip, I don't let a lot of people in as friends because when someone becomes a friend, they become family and your family to me. And it was a super powerful moment with this guy, just being genuine and open. And, um, you know, there, there's some things that, that we shared that we actually recorded conversations and uh i've been wanting to reach out to his family his estate i'm not sure who, who to reach out to yet just because i haven't quite gotten to it but um he he uh, plugged in his one on one of our experiences he plugged in his iphone to my truck and turned on all the music that he hadn't released yet and we recorded this conversation almost two hours of him going through each of these songs explaining why he was writing this new music and where he was trying to go with it and I think I think it would be a fantastic like podcast yeah. episode if if I can get uh, get permission from the family to share to share that and it just gives great insight into who he is and uh, who he was and um, it, it it's fun because there are these stories now that I can tell about our experiences together that when we were when he was when he was alive yeah. you just don't want to share some of these things because it's like you want to keep you want to kind of keep their their personal lives and things kind of private more for them um but we we did we did some fun things um you know shopping and and uh you know they're just driving around all over down uh um california so <laughs> but uh but the, the amazing thing about people like coolio is that we're all still human right and yeah some people get tied up in thinking that other people aren't human like they are, and so they they start to you know idolize them or worship them. And some people who are in that space of having popularity also start to get caught up in it and can kind of forget their connection to humanity. Uh, but Coolio wasn't like that. He was hmm. he was so there and, and ready to be friends with people. Now uh, when we would go into the store for example people would, because he still had that very iconic look, you know, his hair coming up through his, through his hat and, and people would recognize him (laughs) and, uh, they would come up and they'd be like, Hey, can I get a picture? And he, he never declined a picture. He always said yes to people coming to say hi to him. Uh, he would stop and talk to him. You know, the, the thing that he did do was he's like, yeah, just, you know, happy to do this, but don't make a big deal about it right here because I just don't need a line. Like he didn't say this right, but the, the whole intent was. Hey, yeah, let's get a picture. I'll give you whatever you need, but let's not tell the whole store that I'm here because <laughs> I don't want to, you know, have to stop and, and go for an hour. Um, not that he wouldn't have, but it was just like he totally. was never he was never out trying to make himself the center of attention uh, when we would be out. Um, he was just out looking to connect with people and and to be human.
1: Hmm. Man, so good, dude. I, I love this conversation, man. Thank you so much, Chip, for taking time out of your day, man, and, and joining me on the podcast. I think you're an absolute world changer. I'm excited for your masterminds. People need to be checking this out and following your pages, man. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it.
0: I love it. love being here. I've got actually a big mastermind coming up. I'm, I, uh, you know, I've done stages where I've done thousands of attendees before, and I'm actually looking to do this on a cruise ship where I want to bring uh, 6,000 people onto a cruise ship. So I'm going to charter a cruise ship for a week in the Caribbean, uh, beginning of next year, bringing together 6,000 people that want to make a difference, including many of my celebrity athlete, you know, all these clients that are going to come on this, on this cruise. So I'll be looking for that one. Um, It'll be a good time.
1: Come on, man. That's awesome. Thank you so much for checking out the show today. I really appreciate it. I hope that my guest was able to bring you some amazing wisdom and knowledge to help you continue to fight for your goals, your dreams, and your purpose. If you could do me one big favor and just hit that subscribe button, I would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. Keep changing the world. I believe in you. Have an amazing day.